Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, January 30th, 2019, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast. Coming to you from the Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is The Molech and Bell Worshippers of the Modern Day America. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne. Lord God, we bow down spiritually speaking. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. We thank you for your gift of your one and only begotten Son to take our place upon the cross of Calvary by the shedding of his precious and holy blood for the remission and covering of our sins if we will receive him as our only Lord, Master, Savior, soon coming King and Messiah. And Lord Jesus, I say thank you so very much. I, there aren't even words, Lord, to express how thankful I am that you have made a way for me to enter into eternal life with you if I stay upon the straight and narrow path, not looking to the left or right, but walking straight forward with my eyes pinned on you, Lord Jesus, and walking in the power, working and anointing of your Holy Spirit. In Holy Spirit, we ask that you would have your way in this day, that you would permeate every word and every sentiment that is to be used in this broadcast that goes out around the air world through the mighty airwaves that the Lord God has prepared for this hour, for such a time as this. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here and for being in me to speak the words that you, Lord God, have prepared for this hour. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. 
As we open the show for today, it is with a set of scriptures that puts us in remembrance of the one and only true and living God's biblical commandment as to the conduct that is to be exhibited by all who belong to and worship him. Not only from the time of the Old Testament, but here as well in the current day of 2019, in the time of the New Testament, under the lordship of his one and only begotten son, who is none other than Jesus Christ, the one and only savior of all mankind. Note, my friends, that is of all mankind who will call upon his precious and holy name for the purpose of asking him to forgive them of their sins and to make his home within their hearts. The word I now speak are from these, my friends, these words that I now speak are from and found in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 through 14, of which were uttered by way of inspiration of God's Holy Spirit and were spoken in the beginning by the mouth of Moses, his servant, and are as follows. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you, listen up, my friends, any one that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doeth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. For these nations which thou shalt possess hearkened unto observers of times and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God has not suffered thee so to do. Now, with that said, my friends, our first piece of the day asks the readers a question of which we will soon begin to investigate to see just how we may answer for ourselves. This piece was written by Nathan Lawrence, author of the uh, Hosea, or rather, Hashana, Hashana Raba blog, dated May 17th, 2014, my friends, 2014, and is titled, Are You a Baal Worshipper? Think twice before you answer, of which Mr. Lawrence begins by sharing, in this brief study, we will examine the characteristics, listen up, my friends, of a society that is spiritually backslidden. Jeremiah, the biblical prophet, more than 2,500 years ago, talked about such a society that had forsaken Yah Elohim, 
the God of the Bible, which is to say the God of gods, my friends, and turned from one degree or another to Baal worship. The writer then asks, what does this have to do with those living in the 21st century, and what can we learn from this? Mr. Lawrence then shares, though the prophet Jeremiah is specifically addressing societal conditions of ancient Israel, which would be the northern kingdom of the nation of Israel, called Israel, my friends, who had turned away from fully following Yah Elohim, there again, the God of the Bible. The main issues, he states, still apply to any society, ancient or modern that forsake biblical spiritual values for secular and materialistic ones. He continues by stating, down through the ages, humans are still driven by the same fleshly passions. Although the theater, costumes, and actors may have changed, it is still the same play. Human nature has never changed. When a society fails to learn the lessons of history, it will repeat the same mistakes of the past again and again. Next, Mr. Lawrence shares, while the name Baal, one of the gods of the ancient biblical Canaanites, may mean nothing to modern day people, the Hebrew word Baal simply means Lord or master. The modern terms Whatever, in modern terms, he says, whatever mores, principles, or ideas a society has given itself over to and therefore dominates that society become de facto the Lord or Master or Baal or God of that society. He further states that human history tends to repeat itself over and over again. What has happened before will happen again because human nature remains the same. We can learn many valuable lessons, he says, from mistakes of those who have preceded us. If we don't, we will make the same mistakes and suffer the same consequences or judgments as our forefathers. Mr. Lawrence states, Yah Elohim is ever loving and gracious, and he constantly warns his people. He warned them in the biblical times to repent of their sins and to turn back to him. He is doing the same thing in our day. If we will admit our stubborn pride, humble ourselves, and turn back to obeying his ways that bring healing, peace, and eternal life. He continues by saying, in the past, the ancient worshipers, or the ancient worshipped concrete images that represented the depraved and dark side of man, whether where the physical idols represented the ideas behind Baal worship. Today's Baal worshipers are more sophisticated. They don't need the physical idol. 
They have simply bypassed the idols representing the ideas and worshiped the ideas themselves. Just because the concrete images or literal idols may have gone by the wayside, he says, doesn't mean that the concepts don't still exist. He says, just before going on to say, Baal worship simply represents the dark and depraved side of human nature. For example, Baal Peor was the god of sexual license and represented the sexuality or the sexually depraved uh, inclinations of man's nature. Moloch, listen up my friends, was the Baal or if you will, Lord and Master of Child Sacrifice. Mr. Lawrence shares there's a Baal, or there again, a Satanic Lord and Master for every depravity of man. He says, in America, the sexualization of everything, including the premature sexualization of children, which leads to the act of child sacrifice called abortion, and is an aspect of Baal Peor, which is perhaps the grossest aspect of society's bent towards the dark side and depraved side of human nature. Following Baal is very tempting and seductive, he says, since it appears to be a baser inclinations, since it appeals to the baser inclinations of men's depraved nature. Men are naturally attracted to Baal worship. This is why the Bible warns us against it. Mr. Lawrence then asks, what is the appeal of Baal worship? Simply this, he says, it takes a lot of energy to move upwards. Listen up, my friends. Listen up. It's the beginning of the year. Listen to what he's saying. It takes a lot of energy to move upwards against the force of gravity. Conversely, it takes no efforts to slide downwards since gravity naturally pulls us downward. He states that Baal is like a spiritual gravity that pulls us downward effortlessly. Baal is like descending into the dark and dingy basement of a high-rise apartment building with the penthouse in the same building, while the penthouse, he says, in the same building is like following the path of God, which leads men upward. It takes more effort to ascend upward than to descend. In fact, says Mr. Lawrence, descending requires no effort. One doesn't have to do anything to descend into the darker abysses of man's baser uh, nature. But he says it takes a lot of energy, however, to move upward to a place of light and hope in the Bible. Elohim is leading men upward against his base nature. The worship of Baal is everything that leads man downward against his better nature to fulfill his bodily appetites, meaning that literally, my friends. 
Mr. Lawrence states, the Bible is the first book in human history that identifies the gods of Baal worship and tells men to resist the downward pull of his human nature, to adapt Yah's ways or God's ways is to move upward. This is why Yah or God warns his people through his prophets to fight against the downward slippery slope into the darkness of Baal worship. The writer states many individuals give lip service to the penthouse while at the same time they're really dwelling in the basement. He says this is the lie that many people find themselves living. They want to move upward, but it takes too much effort, so they stay in the basement, all the while believing themselves to be better off spiritually than they really are. Mr. Lawrence shares, for example, they may want to lose weight and get healthy by exercising and eating healthy, but it takes too much effort to resist the downward pull of the flesh. Added to this, the Baal worship in ancient times often occurred in high places or mountaintops, giving the illusion, listen up my friends, of being in the penthouse, while in reality it was a basement religion full of evil rites and ceremonies that appealed to the baser uh, nation or nature, rather, of man. When humans buy into the lie that Baal worship is a mountaintop experience, says the writer, they delude themselves away from the reality of their depraved spiritual state. In biblical times, he says, Israel would even bring aspects or spiritual trappings of the penthouse or worship of Yah or God into the basement of Baal worship to give the latter the appearance of the former. That was merely window dressing Baal worship to make it more palatable and acceptable. But it was still Baal worship nonetheless, though having an appearance or a veneer of righteousness or right living in Jesus Christ, the people had in reality themselves given over to the darker practices of Baal worship. My friends, I don't know about you, but that description just shared by Mr. Lawrence reminds me exactly of the principal operation found in the megachurches across America in the hour that we are now finding ourselves living in. Continuing on, Mr. Lawrence once again uh, asks, again, what is the appeal of the Baal? What is the, what is the appeal of the Baal or the master? Let's answer this question, he says, with a question. What's more appealing to human nature? To serve a God that lets one do whatever they want in accordance with 
one's baser nature or to serve a God who provides one with stringent rules and guidelines to follow where one has to fight one's base nature and rise above it. To serve Baal is to follow the lust of the flesh, while to serve the God of the Bible is to have is to have to resist the downward pull and obey his set of rules. To serve Baal is to fulfill the immediate desires of one's lower nature without thinking about the long-term consequences of one's actions upon oneself, one's family, and society, as opposed to thinking about the long-term consequences of resisting the downward pull and choosing the higher path. As Mr. Lawrence continues, he says, an aspect of the downward pull of Baal worship is to consider the human body of paramount importance. Satisfying its lusts, desires, and appetites is a priority. Moreover, he says, that which comes from the body, waste, semen, etc., is almost, is almost sacramental in nature the bodily function the bodily functions he says including defecation and sexual reproduction take on a divine status and is something to be venerated and worshiped which is why he says ancient ancients worshiped the sex organs and why modern society has such a fascination with sex and is given over to vulgarity. He further states the use of profanities related to excrement and sex in communication and the proliferation of pornography is a manifestation, listen up my friends, of a society that is sliding into Baal worship. Beelzebub was the god of scatology, was the god of scatology, which is the uh, preoccupation with dung, or just to say it plain out, poop, my friends, if you don't know what dung means. This type of preoccupation with the Basler Vaser nature of mankind is part of the slippery slope downward that characterizes the worship of Baal. Mr. Lawrence states, at the center of Baal worship was Baal Peor, which was worshipped, which was worship, he says, that involved obscene sexual rites. The name literally means Lord of the Clef, or opening. Some biblical commentators, he said, assert that Baal Peor refers to the degrading sexual rites involving bodily orifices, including the worship of human excrement and anal intercourse. 
excrement is that which is rejected from the is uh, rejected from the body and is considered disgusting and ungodly. Such was the attributes of Baalism, the worship of that which is disgusting and degrading by godly and civilized humans. Again, Beelzebub was the god of these disgusting practices. The, child, the children of the Israelis fell into worship of this idol. And it is noted in Numbers 25, chapter 25, verses 3, 5, and 18, chapter 31, verse 16, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 3, Psalms 106, verse 28, and Hosea chapter 9, verse 10. Mr. Lawrence as well shares that Balaamism also involves the worship of the earth. Earth worshipers believe that man came from the earth and is going back to the earth, which is his mother or God. In Balaamism, there is nothing beyond this physical life. And therefore, the worshiper of Baal, for the worshiper of Baal, my friends, life is hopeless, which is why he must indulge the self now, for there is nothing in the future beyond this life to look forward to. The mantra of Baalism, as it also is in Satanism and witchcraft, is to do what thou wilt. If it feels good, do it, or eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Mr. Lawrence then states the Judeo-Christian faith is not only the antidote to Baal, but its main antagonist. No other religious system, listen up my friends, no other religious system on earth has ever made war against Baal. The, the, uh, the domination of Baal worship in our Modern secular society worldwide is evidence, evident in no greater way than the society's all-out war on anything biblical and Judeo-Christian, while at the same time our society gives a pass to everything that to uh, pass to and even promotes every other hedonistic religious and philosophical, uh, philosophical rather, system. The Balaamism, for Balaamism, the more biblical, perverse, the more, the more unbiblical, perverse, satanic, sexually deviant, the better. The forces of Baal dominate every public institution in America which is why they're all engaged in an all-out war against every form of Christianity, even in the most benign expression. Balaamism hates anything biblical. It's time that everyone in our society wake up and spiritually 
wake up spiritually, my friends, and realize who they have really been worshiping. For most people, it has not been the God of the Bible, the creator of the universe, but rather Baal or the devil, who is merely an inferior created being. Baal promises much, but lacks the power to deliver on the promise. Serving him leaves one empty, hopeless, destitute, and spiritually dead forever. It's time to repent of following the lust of the flesh and start serving Yah Elohim or the God of the Bible, which leads to eternal life up in the new Jerusalem instead of eternal damnation in the bottomless pit of the lake of fire. Romans chapter 1 verses 18 through 32. And on that most reverberating of notes, my friends, I will be right back after the break that we may continue our most interesting survey of the Moloch and Baal worshipers of modern day America.
Father spoke the demons dying How could you have been so blind There's no time to change your mind The sun has come and you've been left behind No There's no time to change your mind The sun has come and you've been left behind I hope we'll all be You've been left behind I hope we'll all be You've been left behind I hope we'll all be You've been left Okay, my friends, I thought it was very interesting. I never noticed that before, but it says the days grew cold and the children died. That's very interesting that that is the wording of that song. But it is the truth. In mass quantities, the children are dying from all kinds of unnatural reasons. Okay, now, my friends, our next piece comes to us by way of a post posted by excuse me, pastor and rabbi Jonathan Kahn to his official Facebook page dated October 22nd, 2017, 2017, my friends, which is titled Spirit of Baal Manifesting Now in America, subtitled with a quote made by pastor and rabbi Jonathan Kahn, which is, quote, it's a dangerous period. It's a period of apostasy. This piece was taken from an interview concerning Pastor and Rabbi Jonathan Kahn's prophetic book, The Paradigm, which was released in September of 2017. The word paradigm, my friends, means pattern, example, model, standard, and um, prototype. With that said, let us now begin. On a recent appearance on Skywatch TV, the man known as America's prophet detailed the implications of his newest biblical discovery. It, the paradigm, which means pattern, my friends, gives the modern leaders the amount of time that they have to be on the national stage before they leave, marveled Khan. I mean, it's specific. God uses everything. God weaves in everything. The paradigm is this master blueprint from the Bible that deals with a nation, listen up, my friends, or a civilization that is heading away from God. Israel is the example. Ancient Israel, when they turned away from God, what happened? He says, the harbinger speaks of the signs of judgment. This, the paradigm, speaks of everything that's happening. So everything 
we've experienced in our lifetime is all part of this paradigm or pattern, my friends. And it takes us up to everything that's happening right now, he says. And then where do we go from here? Once, uh, he says, one of the most consistent signs in, in a nation's fall into apostasy is the reemergence of a certain spirit, the spirit of Baal, he says. The rabbi details, says the author of this piece, the highly important role of this false god during the apostasy of ancient Israel. Baal, meaning lord or master or owner, Keynes Khan says, switching to the more common pronunciation of Baal. Cain explained, or Khan explained, excuse me, Khan explained how the pagan god has a symbolic meaning that goes far beyond, that goes far behind his actual uh, historical importance. He says, Baal's importance or his dynamic is that when a nation, listen up, my friends, has known God as Israel knew God, and then they turn away from God, they turn to Baal, he said. Baal is the anti-God. Baal is the substitute God. Baal is the God of apostasy are falling away from the true and living God, my friends. Baal is the God of apostasy, the turning away from God. Khan says, Khan links Baal with the practice of idolatry or the way humans can create, listen up, my friends, their own God. Once you create your own God, you can create your own truth. He said, once you've created your own truth, you can overrule everything. Call good evil and evil good. Idolatry is linked to relativism, meaning there's no absolutes, my friends. It's a word that's being used quite frequently today. It involves the fact that people have come to creating their own gods and believing whatever they want to believe and Therefore, there are no absolutes in the thinking minds of people today who are and who have fallen into Baal worship. Because, he says, you're creating your truths. Once you change your God, once you change your gods, everything else changes. It starts with that, he says. Khan explains how the worship of Baal was not just the worship of a false god, but was, listen up, my friends, the precursor to the disintegration of an entire culture. It's a move towards carnality, he said, of the change. It's a move towards materialism. But it was also a god of debasement because you had sexual immorality. In the cult of Baal, you had sacred prostitutes. 
you took you took sexuality out of the marriage and put it into the public culture. So you have that going on, he says. You had male prostitution, prostitutes. Now you have homosexuality. Then one more step. You have the offering up, listen up my friends, of children. You have this big statue. Literally, my friends, you have this big statue of Baal with bronze arms and the head of a bull. And they would place their babies onto the arms and have it roll into the fire. This is what happened in ancient Israel. This was a long-term apostasy. The Messianic rabbi compared the situation of ancient Israel during its falling away from God to what is happening in America today, the writer says. It's a dangerous period, he intoned. It's a period of apostasy, acceleration of apostasy. The same events that happened there, we're replaying it now. It all affects our lives. He claims both America and the West at large are turning away from their biblical foundations with catastrophic consequences. We're going to repeat those things. He exclaimed, you're going to have the spirit of Baal manifesting. He says, in the 20th century, you see this turning, the driving out of God. We began to start going to other gods. We didn't call them other gods, he says, but we started going to it. We started going to materialism. We started going to prosperity. We started going to uh, turning the truth into a lie. We started driving God out. At first, it's subtle, but then the apostasy gets more and more blatant. Indeed, the harbinger of Baal has already manifested, he says, as the reconstruction of a triumphal arch for the temple of Baal in Palmyra, which is in Syria that had been constructed outside a number of global summits and in important world cities, such as New York City and London. My friends, when those uh, Temple of Baal uh, replicas were established in New York, I did bring that to you in the year 2017. You will find a program on that back there somewhere. As... Khan pointed out, even the uh, supposedly secular libertine movements of today have deep spiritual overtones. The pastor described how sexual uh, sexuality has been taken out of the marriage bed and put in the public square, how homosexuality has been normalized, and how gender has been deconstructed. 
even more so today, my friends, than when he was saying this in 2017. You can see how far we've fallen in just a couple of years. Most importantly, he said, is how child, child sacrifice is now standard in the America of today with millions of babies being aborted. In fact, when you read some books of radical feminism, he says, they will speak about abortions as a sacrament. They will speak about offering it up to the mother goddess, said Khan. The big picture is being replayed. While the moral decline of Israel was long-term, According to Khan, there came a point where there was, listen up, my friends, a sudden acceleration and pagan morality overtook biblical morality and was endorsed from the centers of powers. My friends, that already happens in America. He says America suggested it's going America, he suggested, is going through that very point in the paradigm or the pattern. You always, he says, you have always had sinners, but you knew they were sinners. Observe the pastor. Now you're changing the very standards or the paradigm or the pattern, my friends. And with that happening in America, he says that, well, he asks first, has that happened in America? And his final word is, yes, it has. He says in closing, my friends, that it has happened in America. We now have no way for common people to discern between who is a sinner or missing the mark with God. In other words, that's what the word sinner means. Missing the mark, my friends. One who's missing the mark with God, who's not operating operating on godly principles, but on worldly and secular, and in this case, Baal principles. All satanic and witchcraft-based goings-on. He said it has materialized in America. Now, my friends, let us step out of the past into the current year of 2019, which the Lord God has already mandated as the year of that calamity continues. Which, to a degree, is outlined in our last piece of the day, my friends, which appeared in Charisma News and is brought to you by way of Evangelist David Hoffman, dated January 25th, 2019, and is titled, How America Just Built an Altar for Satanic Worship, of which Evangelist Hoffman begins in this manner. The One World Trade Center, of all places, my friends, pictured above, of which you can't see, (laughs) Uh, was lit up pink after New York passed a horrific abortion bill. 
He continues by sharing that things are shifting in America before our eyes. The state of New York recently passed a bill legalizing abortion right up to the moment of birth. The name of the bill was the Reproductive Health Act. It has previously been blocked for years when Republicans controlled the state Senate in New York. Because the Democrats recently took both houses in the New York legislature, it was quickly passed. The Senate passed it by 38 to 24. In the Assembly, it passed by a 92 to 47 margin. Governor Como quickly signed it into law Tuesday night, which, my friends, just happened to also be the very day of the anniversary of Roe versus Wade, 46 years later. This is an ominous sign, says the writer, concerning the direction of abortion in our country. He says that, he says, just before going on to say this bill could play a role in opening the floodgates in the future as inevitably other states begin to follow New York's lead. We cannot take the passing of this bill lightly, he says. Some people may argue that the pro-life movement is stronger than ever. However, just days ago in Iowa, a judge struck down a state ban, a state law banning a woman from obtaining an abortion once a fetus's heartbeat is detected saying it violated the state's constitution. That must be, my friends, because the state's constitution is written by Satan and not God, for the Lord God would have never called it in that way. The writer goes on to share, there is still a very strong vocal and bold resistance to the pro-life movement. We must remember that the legislation of gay marriage began with one state, which then led to other states adopting similar laws. We have no uh, future guarantee that the same trend will not occur regarding abortion laws in our nation. As a Christian, says Evangelist Hoffman, we have an obligation to stand in the gap for the helpless, and the most helpless lives are the lives of the unborn. Abortion is not just a societal issue. It is not just a cultural issue. Abortion is a moral issue, and all moral issues at the end of the day, he says, are actually spiritual issues. He further states that when we look at abortion purely from a spiritual lens, abortion is satanic worship. There is truly no way around this reality. And in the following paragraphs, he says, I will explain why this is so. He continues by sharing, if we as believers are to be in the truth and in the light, we have to acknowledge abortion for what it really is, the shedding 
of innocent blood. Here he goes on to reiterate that by saying the shedding of innocent blood is a clear violation of the fourth commandment, which states in Exodus chapter 20, verse 13, you shall not commit murder. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 17b also says, God hates hands that shed innocent blood. The right to life is one of the most valuable rights that has been given to any human being by the Creator, he says. This is why from the beginning of human history, the devil, Satan, my friends, has sought to twist people's hearts and to attempt and, uh, hearts and to tempt them to murder. Cain and Abel, my friends, from the very beginning. Murder is always inspired by Satan, says the writer, and so say I, my friends, whether it be in the womb or outside of it. The shedding of innocent blood is a form of satanic worship. It honors Satan and never honors God. Evangelist Hoffman goes on to say many pagan cultures throughout history had child sacrifices as part of worship to their gods. They would sacrifice children to idols in the hopes that it would bring favor, blessing, and a better life. He further states the modern abortion industry at its heart is no different from the child sacrifice rituals of the ancient world and pagan cultures. The only difference is, and this is a horrific one, my friends, and it shows you how much further we have even fallen. The only difference, he says, is that in ancient times, they didn't sacrifice children while they were still yet in their mother's womb. He says in 2004, the Guttmacher uh, Institute anonymously surveyed 1,209 post-abortive women from nine different abortion clinics across the country. Of the women surveyed, 957 provided a main reason for having, the, uh, having an abortion. 92.5% of those surveyed gave purely selfish reasons for why they decided to have an abortion, he says. That means that 92.5% of those children were sacrificed in the hope that it would result in a better life for the mother. Continuing on, he states, we as believers cannot allow culture and the mainstream media to define abortion in our minds. Abortion truly is not an issue of reproductive rights or women's health. An extremely small percentage, he says, of abortions are performed to save the life of the mother Half uh, of 1% of abortions, listen up, my friends, are done because of rape or incest. 
The majority of abortions occur because it is the most convenient option for a woman who does not want to deal with the consequences, and I say the responsibility of having a child. Evangelist Hoffman states the Old Testament deals with this topic of child sacrifice in biblical times. One of the gods mentioned throughout the Old Testament was Moloch. This was a god of the Canaanites and Amorites. One of the primary ways ancient cultures showed worship to this god was to sacrifice children to it. They would place the children in the idol's metal hands which had been heated up to the point that they were red and smoldering hot. Or they would just throw the child into the fire pit below the idol. He says, God judged Israel harshly for participating in this satanic ritual. Jeremiah chapter 32, verses 35 and 36 say that Israel offered up its sons and its daughters to Moloch, and that God would judge and lead the nation into captivity for doing so. And ultimately, my friends, he destroyed the northern kingdom called Israel, and it no longer exists upon the face of the planet due to their debauchery and evilness. He further states there are other instances when God warned Israel about participating in this practice. It is not a one-time occurrence. He then goes on to say, Psalms 106 says, they worshiped their idols, which became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to false gods. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to idols of Canaan and the land was desecrated by their blood. They defiled themselves by what they did. As Evangelist Hoffman moves to close his piece, he shares concerning the current state of America's affairs concerning this satanic practice when he states, instead of sacrificing children on the altar to Molech, today children are sacrificed on the altar of self. He says, therefore, they truly, therefore, there truly is no way around calling abortion what it really is. It is a, it is satanic worship. Satanic worship, in essence, is the love of self above all others. This is what abortion is. Abortion is the love of self above the love of the child that has been conceived. It is an abomination in the eyes of God. And my friends, with that said, I am just wanted you to realize this. This is the first time, and this is what's really been hard for me. This is the first time I have ever done a show like this before, and it was at the behest and the request and the nail scraping me trying to get away from the Lord God to do it. It was at his request to be done for a time such as this. I am not an activist. 
as seen in the secular world. I do not go out and hold up signs at abortion clinics. I do not march in the streets for causes such as this. Why? Because the Lord God tells us in his word to bring every supplication, or in other words, specific request unto him by way of prayer, prayed in the name of his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, that the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit may do the work and grant to all the answers that we have need of. My friends, today is the day of salvation. See that before this day ends, if you have not received the Lord Jesus Christ and you feel a pricking in your heart from the Holy Spirit that you should, do not let the hour pass by, for tomorrow may never come for you. And my friends, I just want to say that for anyone who has been involved in this practice of uh, having an abortion, the Lord loves you and wants you to come to him now before the hour passes and your time is up. My friends, today is the day of salvation. I pray that you all will fall to your knees with tears from a broken and contrite heart and spirit. And no matter for what reason you are in need of a Savior, be sure to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins in this day and ask him to make his abode or home in your heart and ask the Lord God to send the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit into your life with the evidence of speaking with other tongues that you may be comforted in all things now and in the days that are yet to come and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you into all truth and righteousness and bring all things to your remembrance that you have need of and to help you know God's word, know it well and know it correctly for yourself. And with that said, my friends, it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?